First, it's, it's interesting to note that the that the Rebbe we're going to be discussing the uh, the second day of Menachem Av in Hasidic history today in Yumei Chabad. We know that the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he was a very strong supporter of of Eretz Yisrael, having people settle Eretz Yisrael, live in Eretz Yisrael. He sent personal emissaries to live in Eretz Yisrael. He settled, he helped them. That was actually a Trochabad tradition for all generations. There were early Hasidim that settled way back, even before that in the time of the Baal Shem Tov, the Magid, the Mizritch students, early on. But throughout the, the history of the Chabad Rebbe's, they always would also support in addition to one, in addition to having people live there, they would also send support. The Jewish people, way back in Israel and even today, to a certain extent, did not have enough money to sustain themselves, and they always needed outside help. So they were always uh, relying heavily, and the, the rebbe's were involved in collecting money for them. One of the organizations was Kolel Chabad, which is still very active today, which provides a lot of social and uh, financial help for, for various situations, soup kitchens, and et cetera, et cetera, doing a lot of you know good work for, for the people of Israel. But the, the Rebbe himself never visited Israel. And the Rebbe was asked on various different occasions, you know, if you love Israel so much, you're sending your emissaries to Israel to be there how come you don't move to Israel yourself how come you're how come you're living in the diaspora and the Rebbe said come join us Rebbe David and the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said uh, the Rebbe gave answered once with a metaphor um, I think the way the story goes is that the um, a general uh, Sharon at the time that was before he got into politics um, and uh, you know now he's still I think he's in the vegetative state uh, and they're keeping him alive but um, at the time he was a very decorated general and he's uh, won different the wars like in a very heroic way and he asked the Rebbe sometimes uh, he asked the Rebbe sometime he asked the Rebbe and the Rebbe was close with him the Rebbe wrote him a long letter he lost a son Sharon lost his son through an accident, a tragic accident. You know, he, there was a loaded gun in the house and he sort of uh, shot himself. So it was uh, very tragic. And um, he asked the Rebbe, and the Rebbe sent him a letter, and there was like a, a, a relationship built at the time. He'd come many times to the Rebbe. He would consult the Rebbe's opinion about various different things, military matters, matters of the uh, state of Israel, he would discuss with the Rebbe a lot of times. So he asked the Rebbe, uh, why doesn't the Rebbe, you know, the Rebbe is so concerned with Israel, the Rebbe is so knowledgeable with Israel, uh, the Rebbe sends people to Israel, why doesn't the Rebbe himself go to Israel? Being a military person, he said to the Rebbe, he says, look, when I go to war, I don't send my soldiers to the war, and you know, I followed them, but I go first, and I said to my soldiers in Hebrew, he says, Acharai, follow me, you know, I'm the one, I go first. You know, we have it in the Chumash also, like Pharaoh was saying when he went to war, and other places, he says, oh, I'm going to go first, I'm not going to, uh, or I'm going to be with you, you know. So he says, if you want to be successful, the uh, Sharon said, 
you got to go first and then everybody follow you rather than uh, you know having other people go and you're staying behind and Rabbi said to him that's a very legitimate question but he says that's only true if you are uh, at war on the land but what happens if you're a captain of a boat Rabbi says and uh, you have uh, your ship is sinking so what should the captain of the boat do should he save himself first get onto dry land and then tell all the people follow me or he should stay on the boat and make sure that everybody else is safe and sound and then go out last of course the real uh, dedicated and compassionate captain who's doing the right thing will first save all the other people and only afterwards he's more concerned about the people and their safety than his own personal safety so he'll make sure that everybody reaches safety and only then will he think about himself and the Rebbe says that the jury in in the United States and the jury all over the world is like on a sinking boat the amount of dissimulation the amount of ignorance the amount of lack of of knowledge and, and, and not being involved in Jewish life is like a sinking boat. So the Rebbe says it's his mission, it's his responsibility to save the sinking boat and save the Jews and bring them into safety. And the most effective way that the Rebbe was able to accomplish that, it wasn't his own enjoyment, his own safety living in Israel, which is a place where the Rebbe would want to be by himself personally, and, but rather to make sure that everybody else is safe and sound. And the Rebbe said, you know, many times when people said at least the Rebbe should come for a visit, and they said the Rebbe's going to get a great honor, you know, it's going to... And the Rebbe, besides halachic issues, the Rebbe had, uh, the Rebbe would mention that it's a big problem. Once you go to Israel, you may not be allowed to leave Israel because the uh, you need a real good reason to leave Israel. It's one thing if you didn't get there. And uh, no one like the Rebbe himself loved and wanted to be in Israel and would have a real appreciation for the holiness of Israel, for the special sanctity, for the special elevated level, the closeness to Hashem. <coughs> the Rebbe is, was the maven. He was the real uh, under, person who can understand all that. And as much as we say the Rebbe should be in Israel, you know, it would be nice for him to go to Israel, the Rebbe himself wanted more than anything else to be there for his own you know, selfish reasons. But just like the Rebbe gave up everything, you know, the Rebbe could have sat and studied and written and only that, and you know, the Rebbe's brilliance and the Rebbe's knowledge in every part of Torah would have enlightened you know, scholars for generations to come. He was great, the greatest, and yet the Rebbe took off a lot of time from his own study and from his own service to Hashem just to help the people out there to make sure that a little child in some far corner uh, of the world has a breakfast to eat, you know, something like that you know, and those, he, he was concerned and he gave up of himself, so not going to Israel was something which the Rebbe sacrificed, uh, of course probably he would love to do that on his own but he just couldn't do it because of his responsibility. And by the way, the Rebbe never took vacations. Like in the, we say the Rebbe never took a vacation a day in his, another day in his life. It wasn't such a thing as a vacation. Uh, um, 
somebody once told me that um, you know the Rebbe's time was so you know was so precious. It was so tight in time. It was the Rebbe's most important commodity. Uh, somebody once asked the Rebbe to to go and uh, visit a camp or something, whatever it was, to 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 go. And then opened up his drawer, and he showed him that there is some. He prepared something to publish, uh, and the Rebbe says, it's, "I need about an hour or two, just to finish up the uh, the work, so I can publish this. It's ready already. It just needs needs my attention. And an hour or two. He says, "It's been I'm not sure exactly. What it it's been several months or several years. I've been looking for that hour or two, so that I can finish this." So you see how the Rebbe's time was precious. It was there was no such a thing as a vacation. Nothing. Uh, always, always. So the Rebbe didn't go just for an hour uh, understanding of a vacation, a break, or something like that. That wasn't in the Rebbe's uh, agenda. It wasn't in his uh, uh, idea. The Rebbe worked constantly. But today I want to discuss a little bit the previous Rebbe. That was his father-in-law. Did visit a short visit to Israel. Actually, he had like about a two, two-week visit in Israel, and his visit began on the second day of Av, second day of Av. And uh, what the? Why did the Rebbe go to visit Israel? What was the purpose? What was the uh, idea at that time? Now, as you may know, that in 1927, uh, uh, the Rebbe was arrested and miraculously he was freed. And there was no opportunity to continue living in, in Russia because they were just, you know, on top of the Rebbe, the Rebbe was arrested, they were going to arrest him again, and there was nothing that, that, that could really be done. The only thing that the Rebbe could do is leave Russia at the time. And the Rebbe was also, when you talk about the previous Rebbe, he was very, very upset about it leaving his Hasidim, leaving the other people behind, but there was no choice in the matter. So the Rebbe left uh, Russia, and eventually, you know, he, he was looking for a place to settle. You know, after many years, in, uh, in 1940, he moved to the United States. But in between uh, 1927, when he went out in 1928, uh, the Rebbe was looking in different areas trying to resettle. And eventually, like I said, he settled in the United States. But in the meantime, in 1929, in the year Tafresh Pei on the second day of Menachem Ov, he uh, visited Israel um, for two weeks. Now, the Rebbe writes, why is he going to visit Israel? So he says, because I've been accustomed in the place where I was born, which is basically in the Soviet Union, uh, I would visit from time to time in the holy resting places of our holy fathers. Very connection to the different rebbes that preceded him. And the rebbes always considered themselves not as independent, but rather as a link in the chain of all the rebbes, of bringing down all the blessings to all the, all the people. And... What the Rebbe would do, he said, I would always go and I visit and I would pray. I would uh, arouse the great mercy uh, for us, for our students, for all, all general, you know, Hasidim amongst all Cloud Israel. I would ask, I would pray with heartfelt prayers for all of them. However, 
being outside now of Russia, of course, he could not go back to. Uh, there's no opportunity to go back to be together with the Hasidim over there in Russia. So, at least the Rebbe says, I decided I want to go to the land of Israel and I want to play at the at the holy at the holy grave sites, which are in uh, Hebron, Jerusalem. He wants to go visit the the different areas in 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 Israel to be able to pray at the grave sites. And the Rebbe took along with him at that uh, for this trip his son-in-law. That's not the Rebbe. That's the older son-in-law. That was Rabbi Gorari. Um, and the Rebbe said that on Tuesday, which was the 22nd day of Tammuz, uh, they're going to go by way of Brandizi. Where's Brandizi? Anybody know? I don't know what that is. Where's Brandizi? It says there. I'm not sure. Uh, and they're going on the boat, which was going to dock on, on, on Sunday. He's going to go. That's the, he's going to go through that. And then he's going onto the boat. And that boat is going to go to Alexandria. It's going to go in Egypt. That's where it's going to dock over there. He says he plans to spend about two weeks in, uh, in Israel. That's where the time he spent. Uh, while the Rebbe was, the previous Rebbe was in Israel, he vis- visited Jerusalem, Afula, in Tiberias, in Zafat, in Meron, in Hebron, Tel Aviv, Bnei Brak, and Petach Tikva. And there's already a great length, the description, uh, as it's uh, described, there's a book in the fourth, fourth volume that describes the visit of the, of the life of the previous Rebbe. Over there, it's at great detail. But here, he brings down a short uh, description to fill in sort of uh, some details. This was in Hebron. Now, you know, this was actually in, uh, in, in Hebron. It was a very, very difficult uh, time right after following this. Um, the Jewish people, basically, with the Arabs, lived, you know, side by side, and they were okay uh, most of the time. And the Jewish people, were some of them were very, very influential, as we're going to see. But then there was, they were incited by some clergy over there, and there was a terrible pogrom when they killed you know, many, many of the Jews that lived in Hebron. They basically devastated the entire Hebron community. The Jewish people that lived in Hebron, there was a yeshiva there. So this was in the month of Menachem of in the year Tafresh Peites in 1929. Uh, this took place a, a few weeks before the um, terrible pogrom and the slaughtering of the Jewish, innocent Jewish people, men, women, and children in, 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 in that year. Uh, the Rebbe you know, the Rebbe, his name was Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Schneerson, that was his name, the previous Rebbe, uh, a blessed memory, so he, he came. And then you had uh, one of the people who subsequently was killed. Uh, uh, he was like the, also the head of the community here. His name was Rebbe Lezer Don Slonim. They were actually descendants of the middle Rebbe's family that they lived in Hebron. And he was um, he was a banker over there. He was a very successful, very wealthy. He was a banker over there, and he he took upon himself to arrange the Rebbe's visit over there, in the Maratha Machpela and also in the other holy places. It was not so easy to get in because that wasn't under the control of the Jewish people. The Maratha Machpela was at that time was under the control of the Arabs, and they, they were in charge. Um, uh, the um, there was a kind of a, um, you know, the 
Muslim uh, house of prayer was over there. Uh, and uh, that stands directly on the Marat HaMachpelah. And Jews as well as Christians are not permitted to enter there because they're considered to be impure. So they're not allowed in there. But he was able to sort of, uh, this Eliezer, you know, he, the banker, he was able to somehow uh, convince, he used all of his connections uh, with the Arabs and the, those who rule in Hebron, and they get, got a special permission to enter into the building and into the mosque. Uh, that was for the Rebbe and for three people that went along with the Rebbe. Uh, so when the Rebbe went out uh, and he came to Hebron, he says, the, all the people of Hebron came to greet the Rebbe. And when we left the hotel, so the old, old group of Jews and uh, many of the students of the yeshiva in Hebron, we were all going towards the old city where the Marat HaMachpelah is. And they didn't go through, he says, the marketplace, which all they, they used an outer direction over there. And the plan was that they're going to go in through the Yaakov Gate. I guess they have the, spa, the, the spots where Jacob is buried. And then they have the gate where uh, the entrance where Abraham is buried. So the plan was they're going to go via the gate of Jacob. Uh, normally that was totally prohibited, totally out of time. Jews weren't allowed to go there at all. And they would go out from the Abraham Gate, which was okay there. And... Um, and there was, were up, uh, you know, there was like seven steps where it was the maximum where the Jewish people were allowed to go to a certain level that they can go. And uh, he says that, you know, at that, at that point they were taken up with, with, uh, with, with a lot of, you know, honor, with a lot of fanfare. And um, he says basically, you know, they explained the whole thing. He says the Rebbe walked through there and he was like totally involved in his thoughts and and not a word was uttered during the whole time. It was not a word was uttered. The Rebbe went and then you know, prayed over there, and, then, and that's how the visit went and went, uh, went on. Then the Rebbe continued to the other places, met with some of the great people, and unfortunately, after that, shortly thereafter, there was a terrible, that terrible tragedy, the program that we said. So that's another date in the Chabad, the second day of uh, Av Menachem Av is the date in which the Rebbe came to Israel and then he spent and to look into more uh, details for the specifics, you know, uh, the time that he spent over there.